Namaste. So those of us who have been following Shirobindo and the mother's life, one thing which some people may have noticed, some may not have, but it is very striking, is that the mother and Shirobindo, though they were so active, dynamic, inwardly, working upon countless sections of humanity, groups, individuals, at the national level, at the worldly level, at the cosmic level, uh, both of them, yet outwardly they were not bound to any particular routine. It is very interesting as we were reading that sometimes the first meal of Shirobindo would come around 11 o'clock, then 1 o'clock, then 3 o'clock, 4 o'clock. Last meal would sometimes be at uh, 9 o'clock, 10 o'clock, uh, even 1 o'clock once, uh, two meals basically. And same we see with their other activities like whether it be bathing or something. It was, it's like uh, we, but the mind cannot understand it because mind likes to create sections. It cannot work otherwise. Its operating system is time. For the mind, time management is important. And without it, it will get lost into a sea of infinity. So when the mind organizes things, it likes to make a routine. It makes certain rules, it makes certain principles and lives according to that. So it, it's very good to discipline and organize life. At the same time, when intuition comes as a leader and begins to organize life, it may upset this entire mental way of looking and operating. And it may bring in something which we cannot even imagine. It's just like when we look at the animal world. It is driven by instincts. Animal will eat when it is hungry. It will not eat because it is, uh, let's say, evening 8 o'clock. It will not eat just because it's, in, uh, it's lunch time. But when it is hungry, it eats. Now, this is the animal way of life. The human way of life is, it has fixed timings. So, according to the fixed timings, it will eat its food. Just taking an example. But in what will be the higher spiritual, intuitive and the supramental way? It will be very different. It will be neither the animal way nor the human way, but a way which is certainly not according to the rules as the mind's operating system works. But something else, something greater, something which is like a luminous guidance spontaneously uh, arising from within and leading us. Now, it is understandable, as Shurabindo's letters are also there, that in a collective life we can't do like that. We can't just say that, okay, whenever I have my uh, deeper sense, I am sitting in meditation, when I... Uh, feel when I come out then I will go to the dining room and eat. <laughs> this is a very interesting however uh, correspondence of Sri Aurobindo. Uh, rather small little exchange. A sadhak asks Sri Aurobindo that X does not come to dining room and uh, you know uh, we have to wait for him. He comes little late. What should we do? So Sri Aurobindo said you keep his food. Let him come little late and eat it. So alright they started keeping. Then the next complaint was that he doesn't uh, even come late. Sometimes it doesn't come at all. So what should we do? So Shirobindo said, now you see how Shirobindo's ways, he says, take it in a tiffin and keep it at his, hang it outside his door. So that was done. Then he said, sometimes he eats, sometimes it doesn't eat. What should we do? Shirobindo said, not to worry, you just do this. This is the thing to be done. Now, this can be done once in a while for few people, but naturally in a collective life, there is a need of discipline because otherwise, by discipline is meant a certain kind of uh, process, certain kind of uh, rules because that's how the mind operates. But the supramental doesn't operate according to that. There is a very interesting story of Darshan when 
technically the darshan is over you know 2 o'clock it had got over now everybody was waiting uh, all the disciples and everybody because their names had to be sent and names were sent and everybody has come but the mother and shrivindu kept sitting now nobody knows that why they are sitting but obviously they can't say anything so they also enjoyed the presence and almost after 2 hours suddenly a navy commander comes and along with him two more i mean us navy the ship had come later on he became a disciple admiral rutledge and he came and suddenly he walks up to the room uh, has shurvindos darshan kneels down uh, in a typical navy way he does the salute and then he goes away now mother and shurvindo were just waiting for for them uh, they were a group of three people particularly this navy commander and they were just waiting they knew he has to come there is another very interesting story about a girl who was who has to meet uh, the mother uh, at a particular time first time she has come and she is a child and uh, so you know she is going on the beach and she is a little busy with uh, certain things and uh, parents are saying come come we have to go we have a time we have to meet the mother but um, she gets late after all a young child then they reach the ashram and uh, they are told by nalnida that it's already time you come tomorrow because you know mother has come given darshan and gone away now they start uh, feeling very bad inside that look you know uh, it has happened and uh, um, you know it was our fault things like that the thoughts that would come naturally and as they are beginning to go away suddenly champak lal ji who has also denied them suddenly he comes he says mother is calling uh, who is so and so so the person says the girl says it's my name mother is calling all of you so she was waiting for them this shobhadi story incidentally documented in a wonderful book living in the presence i think it's so now this is another way of operating where rules of life are there to help us navigate through life but sometimes we bind ourselves through rules whether they are outer rules rules of everyday life which is good of course or they are mental rules moral rules all these rules are needed for the mind but at the same time we have to discover the law of truth which expresses itself spontaneously in a different way at each moment there are such interesting stories about the mother you know we are talking about the mother's uh, you know the physical education department so first time when she saw football came because football used to be played in the ashram and some people got hurt so the mother said it's a very brute game i mean the people are fighting and they are you know literally for a ball and they can be pretty rough it's a very brute and rough game but later on when the mohan bagan team came and the mohan bagan team played and she saw how artistic they were and all of these they were given special they received special blessings from the mother she said oh it's a very artistic game so it's not a fixed view of anything same when we see with mother's uh, writings notings the mother was not fixed about anything now this we are going to read about much earlier phase of her spiritual life because um, when she has come to pondicherry uh, met shorbindo then we have discovered that all her constructions had fallen and then she has to rediscover life she is like a a newborn child so what happens what she is rediscovering is something very interesting and that's what we are going to read it's a prayer dated april 23 1914 and she says all rules have vanished the regularity of the discipline has disappeared fixed timing for everything you see even when swami vivekananda says that you know 
every day give bath to your body and to your soul but if you cannot to your body at least give to your soul but here it's like as if now the yoga is going to take shape all the time in every which way all effort has ceased so disciplining oneself requires effort which he has done it's the first step freedom comes after that but this is a state of freedom in which he has fully awakened not by my own will not i think by negligence either but because the circumstances conspire to make it so so she is leading a different kind of life and where uh, it's not like okay this my meditation time and i am going to meditate nobody will disturb me this my time to read this my time to eat she is leading a very different kind of life now where the law of truth is beginning to emerge and all the circumstances are conspiring and rearranging themselves according to that then she reveals a profound truth behind it it seems to me that this inner will always alert which is like a steersman at the helm has evaporated or fallen asleep and my being is only something peacefully surrendered which lets itself be carried by the current so normally we steer our life based on the will but this will as if there is something much greater much higher much deeper another law which is beginning to emerge and this will has been put to sleep not because of any complacency not because of any negligence but because that is how now a new phase is emerging in her life so we have to see where we stand it's not that she is advising her to drop rules and disciplining but she is saying there is a stage beyond we should not bind ourselves to anything we should bind ourselves only to the divine that is what is important nothing else is important and for that if rules have to go away so be it you see mira had this problem that you know when i leave uh, this household which i should be living there and you know i have to leave should i do it or not do it but the call of krishna is much stronger and that's why mira became what she became buddha steps out of the kingdom and he becomes a buddha vibhishna steps out of his family and his brothers and his attachment and he becomes a devotee of the lord and arjuna and so on and so forth so rules of life are as she has said elsewhere in another prayer are a makeshift arrangement they are needed at some point but we should not bind ourselves to that but what we should discover is not the animal spontaneity but the spontaneity of the gods normally when we use the word flow with the current we mean as life carries us like an animal is driven by instincts she is speaking of a spontaneity which comes as we begin to live more and more in the truth up to the present it seems to me that the course has been in a straight line and i would keep the hope that it is thou o lord who guides the current so she is saying that up till now she has been following that hard discipline path as it is spoken in the upanishads sharp uh, hard is the path sharp as a razor's edge where she is constantly making sure that she there is no mistake no error and straight away she is going to the supreme now this is not an easy thing but now another movement has come as if there are several kinds of movements appearing together 
and something greater than her will is taking possession of her whole being and she says i hope look at the sincerity she is not presuming that it is certainly the divine who is leading me but she is saying that this new phase which is appearing she hopes that it is the divine who is carrying her and then she has a prayer but certainly if i have sinned sometimes by too great a rigidity a lack of suppleness and spontaneity it might well be that now i sin by a contrary excess so still she is keeping her vigil high so when we are too rigid about anything that is now she is using the word sin in the sense it um, sin in the original vedic sense it is used here it's not about morality in the way we understand but it's because we are not open to the divine guidance to the divine will so we deviate from the divine will because we are very rigid uh we have so many examples and some very absurd examples i mean somebody whom mother asked to sends to the bakery to get bread and he says no because the time is over after 5 o'clock we can't give what we have to give and the person says mother has said so get a note from her so now this is a kind of mental rigidity in which sometimes people tie themselves and this rigidity can actually come in the way of the uh, free action of the divine will within us so she is using the word sin and whereas there should be suppleness this is very important to have the divine guidance if we have very rigid ideas about life then we we are guided by the mind and not by the divine flow on the other side she says that equally when i am moving now this new movement uh, let it not be that i become lax so that my will should be alert that am i being uh, am i still going closer and closer to you so the so the in this guidance one has to be careful that whether the addition to the divine the growth the divine consciousness that is happening or not now that is the barometer when mind decides things then it is only a framework but when the inner being flows with it flows with the divine guidance then the only parameter is am i going closer and closer in a greater and greater union her soul has already united with the divine but the mind life body heart they are uh, experiencing a greater addition closeness intimacy and identification or they are moving away now this is where she doesn't want to fall into the other excess and then she says i have come to accept peacefully the state in which i am and to say to myself that thou wilt vouchsafe to me the true the absolute consciousness when thou thinkest fit so this is the stage of yoga when there is no effort but one is constantly being carried because even when we put too much effort intensity into our seeking it becomes a veil so when the divine wants to lead us further he will lead us in whichever way he wants to lead us now there are no more mental conceptions or mental constructions of any kind so it's a state of peace it's a state of complete trust and it's a state of total surrender i regard then how does one look at this world i regard all this mobile world as a play which unrolls itself and i take part in this play with the same energy and conviction as if i believed it to be real and important so though it is a dream but shurbindo says it's a dream fact vision of the truth therefore it is real and it is true because it is the true that the one whose dream it is and therefore when we participate in it we should have both these consciousnesses simultaneously we should know about its transientness at the same time we should know that through this transientness it is the permanent who is expressing himself 
all this is quite new but what is sure is that never were my mind and heart so completely at rest what will come of it i know not but i trust to thee o lord thou knowest best how to use and develop thy instrument so she is in a state this is perfect surrender perfect addition to the divine and flowing with the divine consciousness as it is leading leaving aside all the conceptions and rules that the mind constructs once again it is a very advanced stage of yoga and if one does it prematurely then there is obviously a danger but once one has arrived at a fundamental unity within then slowly the mental working has to be replaced by a deeper and higher divine guidance Uh, divine leading rather a divine unfolding in this creation so now her participation in creation is no more based on the outer rules and regulations but based she has made for herself but it is based on the inner unfolding of the divine so it is completely supple it can change the next moment something which she has done now next moment it may be something very different based on the divine unfolding this is a tremendous state very wide and supple state and we shall read this prayer again so that we may also move towards it april 23rd 1914 all rules have vanished the regularity of the discipline has disappeared all effort has ceased not by my own will not i think by negligence either but because the circumstances conspire to make it so it seems to me that this inner will always alert which is like a steersman at the helm has evaporated or fallen asleep and my being is only something peacefully surrendered which lets itself be carried by the current up to the present it seems to me that the course has been in a straight line and i would keep the hope that it is thou o lord who guides the current but certainly if i have sinned sometimes by too great a rigidity a lack of suppleness and spontaneity it might well be that now i sin by a contrary excess i have come to accept peacefully the state in which i am and to say to myself that thou wilt vouchsafe to me the true the absolute consciousness when thou thinkest fit i regard all this mobile world as a play which unrolls itself and i take part in this play with the same energy and conviction as if i believed it to be real and important this is the state of complete inner liberation the dual state all this is quite new but what is sure is that never were my mind and heart so completely at rest what will come of it i know not 
But I trust to thee, O Lord, thou knowest best how to use and develop thy instrument. Namaste.